On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, this is Mankini. The three sides of a coin. And I just want to address a, excuse me, a very vicious rumor that Sebastian Bach is going to take my place is the third coin. First off, I make a lot of mistakes. But Sebastian, his eraser is not even there anymore. You're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network, hosted by the two best-smelling men on the Uncontrolled Noise Radio Network, Loose Cannon and Baco. Hey Susie, where you been today? Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, and I'm joined, as always, with the philanthropic Baco. How are you, sir? I am well, you know, just uh, sitting around re-watching some of my favorite moments from uh, The Masked Singer. Uh, how are you this evening? <laughs> I am excellent. Thank you for asking. I am back in the Cobras and Fire studio proper, off my sabbatical, no more phone calls. Right on. Uh, that, so, that's always good. So yeah, hey, yeah. as there's been something I've been wanting to ask you. Do you, you mind if we get into it real quick here? Yeah, sure. You're familiar with Chinese checkers, I, I assume. You know, um, I am familiar with checkers, but not the Oriental version. The Chinese checkers were just like marbles on triangles on a circle. Oh yes, yes. It's been a little star. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So here's my question: uh, in in China, do they call checkers American marbles? Hmm. This is a lot like your dog beer thing. <laughs> no, well, no, there's no math involved in this one. I'm just like, uh, well, you know how you know how all the gay guys in China come to America to adopt babies. Uh, you know, kind of like a the, the opposite of what we do here. Go ahead. Uh, well, go that, ahead. So that was my question, though. I mean, like, the, what what do, what do they call marbles? They must be American checkers. Uh, I think they call them whistleblowers. <laughs> Oh wait, sorry. That's a different subject. Yeah. But the uh, but no, I think that well, it's just like French fries are called chips. You know, fish and chips, not fish and French fries. If you're in France, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking that they just call them uh, 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 chess for morons. 
What do you think? <laughs> I, uh, you know, maybe we can just punch up Google Translate and find out what the, the actual word for marbles is in Chinese. <laughs> oh, it's the marble. I was going to just checkers in general. I think fries is a better name for for French fries and chips. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was just in Europe in general, chips. Actually, in France, they're called beret potatoes. You know, I, I can tell you've had a few beers. Um <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, uh, American Checkers. I uh, look forward to at the next stop at uh, the, the the local Beijing Walmart. Anyway, one of our friends in podcasting posted something on his Instagram page. I know you're not on Instagram, but but uh, I want to show you this. Okay. Sure. So I'm gonna just uh, when you get a second here, I'm gonna text you this picture here. This comes from Craig Smith, uh, one of the hosts of Pods and Saws. At least it used to be. You motherfucker. I have no idea what's going on with him now, but uh, it seems like Eric Miller is basically just uh, shoehorned uh, total control of Pods and Saws, and it's all about the six packs. Yeah, uh, no, it's it's but, actually uh, the uh, uh, yeah six six pack and, and Saws or Pods or six Saws. It's it's amazing. I actually was trying to scroll through because you mentioned you were gonna do this. I think there is 66 pack episodes <laughs> out there because I was scrolling and there's nothing but just six pack of this, six pack of that, that for at least six months to a year. But uh, yeah, for, for well, it's election season, so uh, well, you know, sure. Eric, Eric's a little busy using his um, uh, brains for other things. He he can't be too creative with the podcast, I guess. That that is correct. Yes, very political that Eric. Political and into Bon Jovi and Poison Six Packs. But anyway, uh, pull your phone up here. I, you, you should have this. I, I enjoyed this picture of... It's basically... And I'll, while you're looking at it, I'll explain it to the listener. Uh, you can go to Craig Smith's Instagram page. It, it, it's, it, it says in the caption, I believe, it's, this is where the listening happens. And it is <laughs> a chair about... I don't even know if a pet could walk between your legs in the front of the studio <laughs> where, where this chair is, right? There's like... It's a single... Kind of like a recliner, or maybe maybe it's just a rocker, uh, with four speakers right fucking there, uh, <laughs> and then next to a wall of vinyl. Um, so it's like a little stereo setup with this turntable and everything. You know, uh, like he talks about his helping you get in the turntable game. We can see sure. the uh, um, the techniques classic turntable that he's had, the, the beast that he's had for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, and that, that he spins all of his vinyl on. But uh, man. Um, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> have, the, the photo have, itself? Hold on. I, well, I'm absorbing this picture right now. Um, first off, it really goes to your whole theory that podcasters end up in efficiency apartments because this room has to be at most eight by eight. There's 64 square feet of uh, of, uh, uh, of space here. So when that stereo... Yeah, maybe so that's as far back as a chair will go, huh? <laughs> if it goes back any further, it's in the kitchen dining room bedroom. <laughs> With the Murphy bed. Yeah. <laughs> the Murphy bed will hit it if you have it too far back. <laughs> he has to move the chair forward to put his bed down. I, I just, I, th- this is such, <laughs> this this picture screams, no girls allowed. This is like oh, the, no. the He-Man woman, ha- woman hater uh, club there. It's actually no, also I'm... no friends allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at this, and, um, well, first off, if you... I don't think I've ever, ever listened to my stereo that close. You might as well just wear headphones. I mean, what, what's the most you can? And 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 this room is so tiny. I mean, I mean, I, I guess I'm just looking at this, and it looks like I can just imagine him sitting down, or it just looks like a place. I'm not going to even say him, but I just see the picture. Just take Craig Smith out of it. You I just imagine that this is a a, a a chair that somebody sits on. 
and just cranks the music up <laughs> um, and starts doing that whole thing like you're you're actually uh, uh, a conductor. And they're like uh, conducting to like bang bang you, uh, you know. Yeah, well, one, yeah, two, three, four. Midnight comes. I'm at your door to murder you. This is an absolute place you get jam out before you go on a killing spree. <laughs> yeah, this is Patrick Bateman. You like Huey Lewis in the news? Uh, <laughs> playing some Huey Lewis in the news for uh, while he's covering the floor with plastic. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, you, have to be, you have to be square on a 1985 Techniques. You motherfucker. Jammed. Uh, if you right want to go a different direction, I think one thing this room is missing is a jerk station, you know, where you keep all your <laughs> right to the, whichever hand you use, left or right side of the, the chair. I had a jerk off station, for God's sakes. You have like a little, you know, basically uh, a table that, uh, oh, you know, in a standard living room might be used to hold remote controls and TV guides, but uh, you loaded have with lotion, lotion and uh, cleanup materials and but I, maybe hold on. Some, some pictures. Wait, I'm zooming in here. This is either record cleaner or a big thing of Jurgens. <laughs> I think, hold on. I think that's a bottle of am- no, ammonia. Oh, okay. Well, ammonia. I mean, the chair looks like something that maybe, if you're talking about a jerk chair, that he leans forward just enough. And he takes those bandanas that he likes so much and wraps them around his neck just to give it enough as- asphyxiation to finish. <laughs> Only when he's listening to NXS. <laughs> I mean, this looks like a rape factory. You motherfucker. <laughs> Where, where's room to rape anybody? <laughs> That's true. Forget it. It's a, it's a safe room. You know, it's like I, I immediately think of the song Angry Chair by Alice in Chains. You know, like he just sits there mad at the world. Cranking, <laughs> I don't know. Steely Dan. Yeah. <laughs> cranking the, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Belinda Carlisle slash. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. He's got oh, Debbie Gibson's uh, electric youth just <laughs> fucking slammed at 11. Cops slammed pounding on the door. <laughs> you know, it's three in the afternoon, and that's uh, old Gil across the hall's time to sleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if the cops come to the door. He is passed out with a thing of Jack Daniels next to him, his, his, his dick in his hand, and Debbie Gibson blasting. <laughs> You won't believe it! I, I do if you're going to show up, go ahead. To properly enjoy Debbie Gibson, your dick does need to be in your hand, but I, I've usually done it with the volume off. <laughs> oh, my God, there's so much here. I mean, just, just I mean, uh, immediately, if, if, if you've worked up, uh, you know, you've, you've run your game, and you finally bring the lady home, and she sees a chair one foot away. That's like, why I never had I, a kiss room when I was single. <laughs> well, that's, that's all it's missing. Like, like the, the other thing I'll say is that it's Decorations, not just a, yes, you're right. There's no decorations in there either. No, it's just nothing but blank. I mean, but but you would think that the wall would actually be, be uh, like one of those things that have all the yarn connecting all the pictures together, where some kind of like... <laughs> Theory of how you figured out you've cracked the code on some somebody. You motherfucker! Oh my God, uh, oh. we might be the nicest people on the planet, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> With that said, there, it is definitely missing, like just like a newspapers pasted on the wall. That's definitely uh, something that a tinfoil hat that somewhere. I don't know. Uh, tinfoil, uh, but but no. But, but we love you, Craig Smith. Even yeah. though that. Uh, uh, but but now I understand why you have no problem with a a turntable that doesn't return to his home because you can just lean over. <laughs> yeah, you're and, you're an and, arm's length away from it at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Let's 
listen to listen to Pods and Sods on any of your podcast uh, apps and uh, and enjoy. You motherfucker.
did reach out to Craig to ask him if it was okay if we use that photo for some future show art, and he, he was cool with it. Of course, I said nothing about what we were going to be talking about, so uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Craig. Uh, but he, he did have one request. He says, yeah, of course you can use it. Just insult Luce on my behalf, and it's yours. Ooh, I nice. figure I insult you so much on the show, I'm just going to dedicate every insult to you uh, on this episode to Craig Smith. I'll get it started with, uh, Luce, you can't dance. Okay. You're a horrible fucking dancer. I, I am. I am. I admit it. My robot is broken. And uh, uh, yes, the Humpty Dance is uh, pretty much the only thing I can do. All right. With that said, I do have a quick question, just like your Chinese checkers uh, riddle that you threw my way. Okay. Uh, I'm ready. Brain, brain teaser. Um, <clears throat> just, you know, today I bought what is your favorite product, which... Uh, is a, a set of earbuds. Yes, you love earbuds. <laughs> you actually paid for them? I did, yes. Oh, I did God. throw them out the... I, I have dozens of them just sitting around. They came free with crap. Anyway. <laughs> I needed something with a mic that I could... Uh, uh, for work where I can do a, a phone call. Sure. But anyway, because I lost it today. So, for but for anyway. a practical uh, non-music enjoyment purpose, I have zero problem with the earbud. Okay, good, because they are horrible sounding. But anyway, so I went to Target, and they opened up the package, and it just reminded me that I'm always reminded nice. of, of what, the package? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You going to throw that in there? Because people haven't heard that enough. Yeah, no, I got some uh, requests for more, so. <laughs> but yeah, so I opened up the, uh, the box. Oh, nice. <laughs> and inside of it, uh, I'm always perplexed when I see this, but yeah, you are. it just it, it just uh, reminds me of the fact that somebody must have done this at some point. That oh, is, says, they did. Now you were there watching, weren't you? It says silica <laughs> it says silica gel do not eat. Uh, yeah. Oh, you like those, huh? I do. Like, I'm just thinking that, you know, just like it says, like, the coffee inside this cup is hot. Yeah. Um, at some point, somebody must have opened a, a set of, of headphones, for example, and said, oh, they left a tasty little snack for me in here. <laughs> this is crunchy. It's in a little It's in a little baggy. Here I am. I yeah. mean, what is the point of even having that? Just saying, do you think that happened? What are your thoughts? How did it's, it say a, do not eat? Oh, it clearly happened. It is a gateway to Tide Pods. <laughs> Because like- here is the order, okay? Uh, rock and roll, Satan, silica gel packs, vaping, Tide Pods. 
I think you're right. I think that I never knew if, if the if the internet had been around when silica gel first came out, that would have been the thing that teenagers were challenging themselves. Dude, I got nothing but sacks of silica gel. Oh man, yeah, right. <laughs> I know that's what I was sucking on behind the store outside of high school. <laughs> what is it? that? Not uh, what is it? Uh, oh, whippets. Yeah, it's that and whippets, right? Yeah. Have you ever oh. have you ever had a grown man offer you a whippet? <laughs> No, you can get you can get a whip it off a cheese whiz can, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that's one. Uh, they, they typically, my my understanding is, and uh, I think our audience is probably old enough, so hopefully I'm not tipping off kids or ruining lives. But who cares? Uh, it's the uh, the whipped cream uh, aerosol can is is usually where uh, where a grown adult has asked me, "Hey, man, you want to whip it?" I, I think, think that's where should, the name comes from. Uh, I, I think a good way of punking somebody is the saying that you can get a whip it from a spray paint can. <laughs> Yeah. No, you idiot. You spray that in a brown bag and then you huff. Jesus. Get your head out of your ass, loose. Oh, but anyway, okay. So that's your. So you were in the same same uh, camp I am, and that is that some at some point somebody did eat it. Uh, you have uh, to think so. I mean, it doesn't yeah. look like food. It doesn't look like <laughs> no. something that you, you. I mean, don't you think you can put something on there that just says uh, helps keep shit dry? Moisture, moisture wicker. Does anybody God. eat fucking paper towels? Like, like they don't say like. Uh, well, they don't have many more. But those, uh, what do you call those little styrofoam things? The worms or whatever they would shove in all the packaging, huh? Styrofoam peanuts. Peanuts, yeah. Like they don't say don't eat those. I mean, it's like, you know what? You know, there's a reason why they actually made why? those so they are edible. Holy fuck. Okay, well, uh, moving forward, I did not know that you could actually eat, eat them. <laughs> My mind just exploding. Take off your pants is, and jacket. This is the, yes, still amazing that it took you 25 years for that. Mm, yeah. But the I do have to say that, that uh, this almost concludes the packaging part of the Cobras and Fire podcast. Yeah, make sure but, you throw a bunch of those in there. <laughs> but I do have Some to say. Some pods, dude, just for fun. You know what I think ruined it is, is at some point, they thought everything had a special prize, like your mm. cereal box or your Cracker Jack box. So that that was the thing, is they thought that, you know, if you buy a product, you get a little snack. What do you think? It, who knows? It actually could have been something stuffed in a Cracker Jack box back in the, you know, 1800s, you know what, what? I mean? You mean they used to give silica gel well, away? Yeah, they're like, you got to control <laughs> the moisture, you know, you're... Your, 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 um, shipping these things across the country Ooh. and, and wouldn't carts on, on tr- railroads and this yeah. is not a very you know uh, uh climate controlled environment you know you need a silica bag in there to keep your uh, cracker jacks cracking i gotta tell you one thing uh josh josh to me go go investigate that and get us back with that report <laughs> <laughs> to me investigates <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get back to uh uh off this tangent, what do you want to talk about? What's next? Well, one of our favorite uh, uh, punching bags or pin cushions or mascots, uh, however you want to look at it, is uh, Mountain Crew drummer Tommy Lee. He's back in the news, Luz. Yes, he is. Not for he just got kicked out of a restaurant, and now he's doing what? Well, uh, you sent me the article, and that is. Do you have it in front of you? Uh, no, you want me to pull it up? Uh, if if you could, sure. But why Actually, don't you describe it while I while I pull it up here? Sure, sure. So. Essentially, what I understand is that he went on – it is Instagram, correct? Correct. In short, uh, on Instagram, he has a picture of Mrs. Tommy Lee, and he has basically a dick in front of her, if I am <laughs> correct about this. But I it is apparently it. some 
No, I haven't seen it either, but apparently it's some kind of filter. And the entire Blabbermouth article is saying that, yes, he did add a image of a dick in front of his wife's face, but it's not his dick. <laughs> is that correct? That's my understanding of how, but the thing is like, is like a, his publicist or something got out in front of it. Okay. So my first thing is that I'm amazed. I'm amazed. So I guess it's some kind of illegal filter. So somehow he has figured out how to uh, crack the code on the Instagram app <laughs> to add a non-approved filter, which is also amusing because Tommy Lee has no filter. Uh, between his brainstem and his mouth. So he's using Instagram filters. I, I don't understand. But first off, this just pretty much screams, you know, love and marriage, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, sh- yeah, I wish uh, uh, the, you could see the article. The it, the the photo in it is him and uh, Mrs. Tommy Lee looking. They're, they're, they're sticking their tongues at each other and touching them like a couple of just madly in love people. Uh, but bef- before we get too far away, I thought Tommy's... <laughs> Like he, he, you know, you can put a caption on your little photo, whether it's uh, a, a penis on a lips or a, or a picture sure. of your cat. Right. Um, it says, um, guys, I think something's is. I'm doing it in Tommy Lee's voice. Uh, um, Please. you guys, I think something's wrong with Instagram. These new Instagram filters are finally getting wood. Dot dot dot. I mean, good. They finally gave me my own filter. <laughs> oh my god, that. <laughs> that was a uh, wow. That's uh, that's if that's not wit, class, and just overall, just a zinger. I don't know what is. I want to know what the leetards thought of it. Ah, oh, I'm I'm guessing that is on the mantle at their home right now, <laughs> above the fireplace for Christmas. Oh, found the picture. Oh my god. You did actually find it online yeah. in Google. Okay, I was gonna say thanks Google Images. <laughs> So what did you type in there so the listeners can, you know, it, it, for, for the second segment, we've done a non-visual podcast describing pictures that nobody gets. Yeah, you probably see. won't find this photo on our Facebook uh, page or in the no. show art. Uh, no, I so actually uh, mishit and I didn't get the T. I got Ami Lee Instagram dick filter and then just go to images. <laughs> <laughs> and I used and Bing. Do- just kidding. <laughs> And and please do it at work so you can go out with a bang. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, you know what? To be honest, it does kind of look like it's just some kind of like dumbass, like you know. I mean that 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 penis is super pink. So it's not a four. It's not a four K cock. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, um, uh, I don't know how much more I want to get into this. I'm starting to feel a little uh, uh, uncomfortable. I think I think we're done. They don't eat. Don't sleep. They don't feed. They don't see. The guns are when they moan and squeak. Lick the dirt off a larger one's feet. They don't push, don't crowd. Congregate until they're much too loud. Fuck to poke till they are dead. Drink the blood of this, I call this prayer.
Baco because we spotlight is both a Kiss and Glorious Sons podcast. <laughs> I, I would like to uh, Glorious Sons just recently, as as our loyal listeners know, and and a lot of our listeners have been turned on to them and have enjoyed them and seen them live and bought their albums. But they just came out with a new album, and I do not know your impressions on it. Why don't you break down the title, everything like that of the new album, and uh, what you think? You know, if it's all right, I'll back up just a little bit because there's a little bit of backstory leading into the actual release of it that I think uh, I don't know. You might enjoy that anyway. Is that okay if I start with that? Of course, yeah. We haven't. I haven't heard anything, so uh, I know this is one of your you know bands. You, sure, the uh, yeah, new I mean, gen uh, that you like. So I'm interested in hearing what, what your opinion is. Yeah, I think uh, my love for these guys and uh, appreciation for what they do has been covered quite a bit and i think most of our listeners know that um but sure. there was some troubling signs before i even knew that uh, before that i even actually got to hear the record um okay. they have had a history going back to the union of releasing just a song you sure. know what i mean uh like i did that uh sometimes on a sunday came out between the union and uh um young beauties and fools uh, there was that uh, Turn the Lights Out Baby. That that song was another one like that. Um, so when they were, uh, they released two songs ahead of the record, I just assumed it was something like that, right? Um, sure. Because uh, while I really like uh, Sometimes on a Sunday, uh, Kill the Lights was never really one of my must-listen tunes by them. I do like it, but uh, I, I, I honestly, with some of the stuff I don't get to hear in their set list, I don't need to hear that one anymore. That's kind of where I'm at with that. The point being is that when they released the song, I think the first one was Panic Attack, and then the next one was that, uh, oh, uh, it's like a few on an Apple album title, it's so long, the ongoing speculation of the death into, of rock and roll or something like that. Correct. And Pink Motel. Uh, and I think he got that from us, uh, um, uh, <laughs> because like I asked him, like, who's going to save rock and roll? So I think he decided that, because I I, I, I I very specifically asked him twice about rock and roll being dead and two different interviews. So I'm going to take credit for that. But anyway, so when I found out they were actually releasing a full album, I was like a little excited, but like this seems kind of rushed. And not in the sense of that it, it, it's barely been two years, but they've been very busy in those two years. It's like, when did you have time to actually sit down and properly write and record a record? Because... They were not really touring or playing shows for almost a year and a half before the last record came out. I saw them, and then it's at Northern Invasion, and then, like, poof, they disappeared. Um, so that was the first sign of a problem. Uh, the second one was that uh, I didn't get an advance on this even after I requested it. Requested it. We have had zero issues getting any type of... Uh, uh, I don't know, uh, advance from these guys, like interview requests, stuff like that. So that was a little concerning. It was like, well, maybe they got new management, maybe they're getting big time, or maybe the record fucking sucks, uh, which is kind of where my head went, because I really didn't like, uh, love, I should say, any of the, any of the, the, the early tracks I heard. Um, so anyway, release date does come, and uh, it's just hard to get excited about streaming a record on release day. So as much as I have to kowtow and, and accept the way the world is going, I did order the CD. And it was supposed to come on from Amazon on, on that Friday. Now, uh, and come release day, I had only heard the two tracks. I had the CD coming, but the Ron Keel show was that night. My sister flew into town to go to a family reunion that uh, I blew off to watch football. So I, I have Ron Keel, 
my sister, and football taking up Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The point being is that I knew even though once I got the physical CD, I wasn't g- going to get a proper chance to even hear the damn thing until Monday or Tuesday, right? So so when you say proper, you mean sitting your lazy boy chair directly <laughs> in front of in front of the, the, the I drive to fucking Pennsylvania. I, I'll ask Craig Smith if I can just use his listening area you for uh, 14 tracks, and then I drive back home. Yes, yeah, so that's how I listen to all all my my uh, top five bands. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Continue. And of course, uh, you are the opposite. You're like, uh, you you basically get up and unexpectedly early, uh, instantly start messaging me. And it's clear that you, you're you like really only listening to 40 seconds of these songs and then going, this is what I think of the record. My mom's kidding. <laughs> Untrue. Yeah, there's no way you digested this whole record at 7.45 Central. No, I made it th- halfway through. That's yeah, my that's okay. My, yeah. that's well, my anyway. Go ahead. Um, my, I just asked you to that I basically explained my situation and and to summarize for the listener I was saying don't fucking talk to me about this record I'm not going to get a chance to hear it for a few days so I'd like to go in clean and of course you you respected that by hitting me up a few hours later with another commentary about it but uh saying I retract what I said Yeah what you said back was like I re I retract what I said after further listening, which is commenting on the damn record. So. <laughs> anyway, you, are, um, you know, you know, yeah, I didn't know that, that, that there was a whole spoiler thing for not even movies, but also for albums. So I'm sorry. Not for most of them, honest to God. If I, I'll tell you this right now, if I had known those tracks that they leaked were from the record, I would not have listened to them. I just assumed it was what they were doing because they always done it. I, there are certain bands that I, when I, when their album comes out, I don't want to hear advances. I don't want six of the songs. They, when, when Danko, uh, the first song that Danko leaked from his last record, I didn't know that that was what it was going to be. But the second one, it was, it was I think it was known. So I stopped listening until I got the chance to hear the whole record. There are certain artists that I want to hear the album pure the first time. I want to make my own assessment. You know, I, I'm supposed to have opinions and share them with people. I think that's the most credible way for me to do that. It isn't by... Agreed. You, you, you can't cherry pick singles and, and think of it as an album after that. It really ruins it. You know Listen I mean? to me. Why don't you get into it and, and uh, get off your uh, you know your cross right now? Okay. Well, a little bit. Uh, fuck Amazon. The, the UPS came to my work without it, and then Amazon told me I wouldn't be getting it for a week and a half, even though I had two days shipping, shit. And, it, and it said it was still coming. But it did have a digital download attached to it, so I of course went to do that, and I've done it plenty of times. But Amazon just recently made it much more difficult to figure out how to download the fucking song. They they everything is geared towards you using their player which I'm sure is really just a a path to subscribing to the service let's stop the fucking madness I bought the fucking uh, record I just want to download it and play it wherever the fuck I want I'm sorry if I never thought I want my music collection to resemble cable TV it's just not for me so with that said, Luce, here's my one-sentence summation. This album kind of, eh. It's not even not that bad. I just, there is very little on here that, um, I, I went back and listened to it, to it today, and I enjoyed it more than I've had in any of the, the previous spins, and it's still one of those that, like, if we weren't talking about it tonight, I would have pulled this fucker out probably four songs in going, I don't want to listen to this anymore. 
the closest this thing has to a three-song uh, run, like I, I talked about in their last record, is probably the last three, because they're probably my favorite three. I don't know. Uh, I just don't think there's there's nothing on here that, uh, and I'll go into a little more detail, but I want I want you to talk on it a little <laughs> bit more. There just isn't anything that pops. There isn't that great fucking song that the first time you hit it, you want hear it, you want to hear it again. Agreed. Here's my summation of it, and that is that I listened to it multiple times. Even you know, I actually listened to it um, always streaming, as I like the lowest bit rate when I listen to uh, <laughs> to my music. Uh, but no, in all ser- seriousness, <clears throat> I gave it many passes. And what I did is, I remember listening to it. I was like, okay, maybe this is just a back. There's nothing that grabbed me. So I'm like, uh, except you know, there's the lyrics are pretty damn good, but the but yeah. there's something miss. There's something missing. There's certain songs you're like, okay. That's clever, but then the, the problem is what it, uh, I was like. Okay, maybe this is just a, like a backyard, chill out barbecue, you know, fall whatever album. But what it what happened is I was in the backyard, um, hanging out with family, and all of a sudden I was like, I just want to listen to the last album. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I did. I just turned it off, and I, like it reminded me of how great that al- the the first two albums were, and that, that was yeah. it. So that's all I can say about this album is is uh, you know they've toured like monsters. It they really uh, it wasn't until the last call it twelve months where they really started hitting. So the, they yep. kind of pushed this. That's kind of what really I'm getting at. They, there's still shit on that record that I think they could they could be pushing on radio now that they got a little steam agreed with, um, yes they should have just let, let that one breathe a little bit more but wh- whatever it's been two years it's just it's not a bad album it's just not if, if I, this is the first time i heard from them you're right it's, it's not, not bad good. you know what i'm saying it's just there it's it's whatever it's a it's um it's a swing and a miss for me yeah same here um uh, and I have one other thing that I didn't like about it, and that's the production. Um, and and for anybody that gives a crap, what I'm about to say, you can also just also insert the new Slipknot record <laughs> into this. It's this kind of preset plug-in production that we seem to be heading to. I'm all about technology advancing recording. You know what I mean? Making it easier and 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 making it more accessible to record music and, and, and to share ideas. But to me, the best under best producers always understood that most of what they do is not going to be listening listen to in ideal circumstances, you know what I mean? People don't buy records and then go to a, a fucking recording studio and listen to it through a pro monitor setup, you know, it, with a soundproof room. These things are listened to in cars, uh, fucking earbuds and shit now. And it just well, seems... Well, most, most, most people uh, have the, you know, acoustic uh, benefit of a Murphy bed right before their... <laughs> right, right behind their Lazy Boy chair. Really deadens the sound. Um, it does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Craig. Oh, God, he's going to kill us <laughs> next time we see him. Uh, you know, we, we have plans to meet in December. You motherfuckers! I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure plans are off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but, but back to my point is that, like, I don't want to take ears out of the recording process. I want... It seems like the, this record and that uh, many others, but the two recent ones were that and the new Slipknot. They sound like this is like a, a program that has developed the exact perfect frequency and EQ rating ratio for everything you're going to hear because you do perfectly hear every fucking instrument and voice on this record. It sounds immaculate in that sense, but it doesn't sound real. It sounds inhuman. It doesn't have any texture or color to it. It just sounds robotic. And I even like... 
that uh, that panic attack was on the radio uh, when I was at my my daughter's house having a barbecue, and Amy was singing it, and uh, uh, my my son in law made fun of her, and and I had no idea they were talking about the Glorious Sons. I was just the song, they just their uniqueness is kind of gone, and that's more of a production thing for me. You know what, Mako, I appreciate your deep analysis, but much like the whole uh, Tommy Lee situation taking off the hat, my entire summation is, eh, not that bad. I say, eh, not that good. Two, three, four. football season loose and that can only mean one thing speculation about who's going to perform at the super bowl halftime show yes uh, the nfl recently announced that it was going to be j-lo and of course the super famous shakira 
What do you think of that, Ron Keel? Zero interest in that particular halftime show. No thanks. Oh, uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> D, D, D Snyder has some thoughts on the Super Bowl halftime show once he heard who was picked. Uh, did, did, have you had a chance to see this? Uh, uh, I have, and I haven't talked to you about it. I know that, that I said, like, I want to hear, just like the Glorious Sons, live what your thoughts are at on it and mine as well so. okay so I'll, I'll let you comment first but let me just uh before we get into that why don't i actually read these actual tweets okay please because that's where, where we are in a world we report news from something called a tweet that's right anyway wtf which stands for will this fit um uh, foot uh <laughs> what the fuck at Shakira, well, why am I reading the ad? <laughs> I don't know why. Go I was, ahead. Uh, the, the listener at home is just going to have to imagine the ad, ad symbol. I'm just going to roll with it. Yeah. WTF, Shakira and J-Lo for this year's NFL halftime show. Once again, the great heavy music that rocks the stadiums week after week, game after game, is completely ignored. I guess we don't shake our ass enough. He follows that up a little bit uh, after that with, My point is this year's NFL halftime show isn't a slight on Shakira or J-Lo. It's frustration that week after week, rock is the go-to music during games, but gets no respect when it comes to the Super Bowl. And I don't think I'm popular enough for that slot. But Metallica? Ooh, yeah, yeah, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, he also mentions, hey, NFL, your go-to songs at every, all caps, game are metal, colon. Oh, Enter Sandman, yeah. come on, feel the noise, Thunderstruck. He just puts thunder, though, for some reason. Crazy Train, <laughs> we're not going to take it. We are the champions. Final countdown. I want to rock. We will rock you. Welcome to the jungle. None of those bands have ever played the halftime show. <laughs> some thoughts on this. The first one being, like, how much time did he actually compile doing the research to make sure those are <laughs> the go-to songs uh, during halftime or during NFL games? Before we get into my thoughts, uh, I think you have honors this time. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Mr. Snyder's comments? Well, first off, I don't think he had to do much research because the, uh, you know, as I've said, I'm starting to watch football now to uh, hope hopefully uh, uh, have my son grow up as a, a, a proper man and uh, <laughs> took, him to the Bron- took him to the Broncos game. And I got to tell you, I heard the first 30 seconds of every single one of these songs hmm. that he listed. Give me that uh, list again. Do you have it in front of you? You want me to say it again? Yeah. Sure. Enter Sandman. Come on, feel the noise. Thunderstruck. Crazy train. Definitely not, we're not going to take it. <laughs> now that I'm reading this, he shoehorned that one in. But definitely, we are the champions. Final countdown. Not I want to rock. <laughs> I'm saying this twice. And we will rock you and welcome to the jungle. Okay, everything that was Hold not on, a- on that list, just real quick. Three I have heard at regular games, uh, regularly at games. Most of those 
Not at all. And We Are the Champions is never fucking played during games unless someone just won a championship. Whatever. There's all I can tell you. You know what? I didn't need to do any research. I only went to fucking a ton of games. Right. But my point is, yes, they do play. His overall point isn't wrong. His list of songs is a little stupid. Yeah, no, his list of songs is is funny because he ejects twice. Yeah, yeah, right, twice. Yeah. Now yeah, that I'm like, looking yeah, at the this. home team loses and they're playing "We Are the Champions" for week three. According <laughs> to right, Snyder, right. every week and every game. No, no, but de- one definitely, fucking definitely... game you might hear that song. Well, we will rock okay. you probably. Uh, welcome to the jungle. Uh, I definitely heard. I definitely heard uh, Thunderstruck and Hell's Bells and Entertainment. I've heard yeah. Sandman and definitely uh, um, Welcome to the Jungle. But again, you're hearing snippets. It's not like again, a halftime performance, but carry no. on. No. Okay. So this is my whole thing. Now, I, you know, on the surface, I get, I, 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 he's defending his, his genre and things like this, but it is a silly, ridiculous statement. And here's why. Okay. Why, Luz? The, the Super Bowl is not for anybody that is an actual... Well, it's for football fans, but it's for the mass audience. Okay, mm. it's for it's for people that actually think that the guy on the Voice is a talent. Okay, that <laughs> want to see want to see Maroon yeah. Five. They want to see a guy with with tats that shouldn't have tats playing. Okay, that is what the audience is for. Putting the, it is the age of people that watch it. It's everybody. It's everybody. It's all. Uh, ethnic backgrounds, it's all everybody from 80 years old to 8 that are watching this. And even when you put an actual rock band in there, like I think the Stones got through it and the Who got through mm-hmm. it, but any other band that actually has a guitar is injected with whatever the current flavor is on top of it. If Aerosmith's on there, they throw Kid Rock on there. They throw uh, Aerosmith Jan- was in Jan- a Super Bowl halftime. You know who they threw in there with her with, with them? I just said, I just uh, said Britney like, Spears Janet- and uh, uh, Janet NSYNC. Jackson. Oh, NSYNC? Okay. But I forget what it was. But they it wasn't Kid Rock. Rock. <laughs> okay. Well, one year was Kid Rock and the, the boob, the, the, the nipple gate. And no, whatever that like was that. Justin Timberlake and uh, Janet Jackson. Kid Rock's never been a halftime performer. Yeah. Something happened. Anyway, but the point is, is they, they pepper things on top Agree of it. Agree to disagree, gets, huh, Luce? No, he that's just fine. That's has fine. It, man. If there is a guitar involved, they pepper it with whatever pop stuff is going on on top of it. So the point is is he has no valid point because the halftime show means nothing. Mm-hmm. It will not do anything for anybody. And on top of it, we've already covered this before because we are breaking and important in the music industry. And we have talked about this, the fact that they go through a long list of people. The fact that, that J-Lo and Shakira are on this halftime show <laughs> is because they fucking signed a contract that said some shit where they would give up something to be on there. Yes, they get some kind of deal. I don't know that that ever actually went through. I just know the NFL definitely talked about it. Like, hey, we should actually get a cut of. They wanted like ten percent of touring profits from the next year, but I don't know. Is J Lo on tour? I don't know, but the, I mean, I mean, is Jello real? It doesn't matter. The no, whole no. thing is, is it's, it's vanilla. It's whatever you want. They don't even give you chocolate. They give you vanilla only. One scoop, not thirty-one flavors. One flavor at the halftime show, and you fucking eat it, or you go watch the doggy, the doggy uh, 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 halftime show. Whatever other things they have going on at the same time. Your 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 time. I'm done off my soapbox. 
I, I, mean, I pretty much agree, but um, I'd like to back up a little bit and, and just talk a little bit about D. Um, because sure. I, he's one of the greatest voices in metal, there is no doubt, and still is actually. You know, I mean, he's almost like a like a like a heavy metal Sammy Hagar. He, he still sounds amazing, looks good. Well, I mean, he looks like D didn't lose himself. Uh, he's never he's never been a good looking man. With D, it's always been that only time will will tell if we're going to stand the test of time. I think it's What'd only time will tell if we're not going to take it. I want to rock. <laughs> Oh, you're changing it up on me. Okay. Yeah, but I go uh, only by I go only by the Hagar uh, philosophy. Well, anyway, while he is one of the greatest voices in metal, he isn't as smart as guys like Steve Michael think he is. This is the guy who tried to tell the PMRC that under the blade was about throat surgery. There were three attacks in particular which I would like to address. Accusation number one: This attack was contained in an article written by Tipper Gore which was given the form of a full page in my hometown newspaper on Long Island. In this article, Ms. Gore claimed that one of my songs, Under the Blade, had lyrics encouraging sadomasochism, bondage, and rape. The lyrics she quoted have absolutely nothing to do with these topics. On the contrary, the words in question are about surgery and the fear that it instills in people. As the creator of Under the Blade, I can say categorically that the only sadomasochism, bondage, and rape in this song is in the mind of Ms. Gore. <laughs> I may be the only person, to be honest with you, who saw D address the PMRC and think, huh, that was okay, I guess. But people talk about him like, man, he fucking put those bitches in their place, man. He fucking showed them. Somebody approached our office that they want the Senate committee is having a hearing on censorship with the PMRC and wanted to know if I would come and speak. Now my view of it, when I heard it, was they want me to carry the flag into battle. Hell yeah. Braveheart, baby. Braveheart wasn't even out, but that sort of mentality. Give me the fucking flag, man, let's go. I knew that they were, like everybody else, grossly underestimating me. I knew that they viewed me as just another dunderheaded rocker, and they would bring me in, make me look like a fool, and I would help their cause. And I'm there in my cut-off denim, my skin-tight jeans, my snakeskin boots, and a little bit of eye makeup left underneath, and my big hair. And I ain't getting dressed up for nobody. I'm a dirtbag, and I'm proud. And I play in these people like, you know, I mean, I've been, you know, mentally, I'm setting these guys up for the kill. I have got my speech in my back pocket, which I have worked on for a few weeks and honed and refined till it's a freaking nuclear weapon, folded up. Like a gazillion times, it's like a bad kid bringing his homework to school. You know, when I open it up and I'm flattening it out on the table, really delivered, and they're going, oh man, this guy, this is a lamb being brought to the slaughter. He fucking walked into that whole PMRC nonsense. This is, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever. He didn't put anyone in place. He was exactly what they thought he was, a slob. (laughs) And he, he didn't make any poignant points. He just told this stupid story about, yeah, maybe you think Under the Blade is about murder and S&M, but it's about me getting throat surgery. He sounded like a, uh, an idiot. Uh, Frank Zappa should get credit for putting him in their place, if anybody. The next witness will be Mr. Frank Zappa. Statement that I prepared that I sent you 100 copies of is five pages long, so I have shortened it down, and I'm going to read a condensed version of it. Certain things have happened. Uh, I've been listening to the... Uh, event in the other room and I've heard some conflicting reports as to whether or not people in this committee want legislation. I 
understand that Mr. Hollings does from his comments. Is that correct? I, just, I, I think you better concentrate on your testimony rather than asking questions the, of the, the reason committee, I need Mr. to ask it because if it, I have to change something in my testimony if, so, if there is not a clear-cut version of whether or not yeah. legislation is what is being discussed here. So, Do the best I'm, you can because I, I don't think anybody here can characterize Mr. Holl Senator Holland's position. Okay. Well, I'll carry on with the... Uh, the issue then. But anyway, so D thinks the NFL is being somewhat hypocr hypocr hypocritical. That's what he's trying to say here, right? Because mm -hmm. they play rock sure. music during breaks, but not hiring those said bands that he mentioned uh, at, at the Super Bowl halftime. My point is there's no hypocrisy there. You kind of covered it. Uh, the, the, the practice of claim, well, you definitely covered it there, but let's real quick, let's define hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is defined as the practice of claiming to have moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. There is nothing <laughs> moral standard or belief about who performs at the Super Bowl halftime show. And hearing 15 seconds or the intro to Welcome to the Jungle while they kick the ball off is in no way synonymous with hiring a halftime performance show. Because you know who performed most regularly at the Viking games that I attended? was a dog catching frisbees. He doesn't play music at all. If there's any hypocrisy, it's that J-Lo is more known for being J-Lo than for being a singer. People may have... Let me ask you. Can you name five J-Lo songs? Because I, I remember the, I, we did the same thing with Maroon 5 last year. No. Uh, well, Maroon 5 is more credible than J-Lo. I have no idea. Exactly. And I, I, I think I could name like two or three. And most people were in that boat. It's like, well, I've heard of them and the guy's on The Voice, but I can't name five of their songs. Most people can name five Stones songs. Most people can name five Prince songs. But most people... Again, it gets back to your point. It's just not for us. Right. You know, Sh Shakira. And does anybody re even re fucking remember Shakira? I remember one of the talking points with her was that she could speak four languages. It turns out one of them was English and the other three were derivatives of Spanish. To further cement where I'm going with this, Prince was hands down the greatest halftime show. It was fucking live. It rained Amazing. during Purple Rain for fuck's sake. But guess what? That a belief is not a consensus. People still didn't like it. All I get at is I don't care who they hire to dance during the halftime. I don't care who lip syncs the national anthem. It's just not for us. One of the hardest things metal and, and hard rock fans have, the, the, one of the hardest things they struggle with is just admitting that the reality is guys like you and me, Luce, guys that listen to this show, people don't care. Most people don't care about music as much as we do. And here's the kicker, though. They're not wrong for not caring. It's okay. We can all have different interests. You know, some people like buying a minivan and loading it up with kids and taking them to soccer. I want to fucking sit in Craig Smith's efficiency apartment and listen to <laughs> Britney Spears on 11. You know what I mean? 
Right. I mean, listen, I mean, like, like I said, I've made an effort to follow sports this year, but in no way am I going to start any kind of sports talk. I do have complete confidence on speaking with validity over Mick Mars, a- Mick Mars' exactly. age and, and Tommy Lee not taking off his hat in a bar. That is what I'm that, that I have my expertise <laughs> on. I will not talk about any kind of stats yet. Do you understand? That's awesome. Everybody has their thing. Well, I, I have one closing point, and it's here's what I think the NFL should do that they, of course, will never do. Treat it like a football game. Don't fucking show the national anthem. Don't show the halftime show. The halftime show should be for the people that are actually there. Just do fucking highlights. Ooh, a blackout. A blackout on the halftime show. No, no. Oh just God. fucking talk about what you saw in the first half. Speculate on what's going to happen on the second half. And right. if that doesn't work for you, bring in that dog I talked about. Throw a bunch of Frisbees. Have him catch him and play We're Not Gonna Take It. Maybe that'll make D happy. to break down how people can interact more with the show. Well, of course, the lovely CobrasOnFire.com, which you spent a lot of time getting, making sure it looks as beautiful as it does. Damn good. Damn right it is, man. Uh, you can find all our episodes and all sorts of cool stuff. What kind of stuff can you get there besides our episodes, Luce? Tell them. 
Well, you know, you can also get yourself a box of Cobras, which we've mentioned. <laughs> um, and it's still sitting there getting dusty. <laughs> Anybody who wants to support the show, again, you can take over the entire Cobras and Fire podcast for pretty much the same price anywhere else, plus get a bunch of stuff. So go shirts, check, it, baby. check that out. Three shirts, etc. But um, you can also uh, read all of the articles we've written on various subjects, concert reviews, things like mm-hmm. that. But uh, it also has... You can subscribe to any of our podcast feeds through any of the podcast sure. catcher apps that you would like. But, um, yeah, anything you you could think of um, is on CobrasAndFire.com. But why don't you talk about the specifics of where you can follow us? Yeah, outside of the website. And you can find links to all this on the website. That's the beautiful thing about the website. Yep. Uh, as you can go to Facebook.com slash CobrasAndFire. Please give us a like. And if you do, recommend us to friends that uh, uh, are very sensitive to uh, off-color jokes. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you want to go on the private group for that, which you're going to talk about now. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be advertising in a block of efficiency apartments pretty soon. Um, <laughs> follow us on Twitter. We're at Cobra's Fire. Uh, if you would like to join in on the shenanigans that uh, is some of the off-air conversations we have with a bunch of listeners, you can find you can join the group on Facebook, Cobra's on Fire. Just search Cobra's. On fire. It should be pretty easy to find on Facebook. Uh, please leave us a rating anywhere you can. Uh, I think Apple Podcasts is back and telling you that stuff. Podchaser is a place to go. I know we just got a new comment there. And of course, be like our friends, Aaron Baker, Steve Wright, and David Glenn, and share the episodes w- that you like. Uh, share the ones you don't like. Uh, you just say what you want. Please. Um, yeah. Like uh, like Luce said there, you can find us on SoundCloud, I- iTunes, Stitcher. Podcast Addict is my go-to. Uh, uh, as you know, Luce, I've uh, basically embraced streaming in the realm of podcasting. Oh, I am out of gas. I think that's about it. No, and, and if you don't like what you hear, just report us to SoundCloud. Hey, do you mind? You know, I've never actually mentioned this on the show. I have my own little group called Where's Beardo, and it's probably the most successful accomplishment of my life. <laughs> Yeah, but talk about that, please. Yeah, it's basically a beer selfie page. You take a picture of your beer and uh, you post what's going on. You can caption it however you want. Uh, it's for people who drink all kinds of beer, people who drink the, the shit I drink or the shit loose drinks and everybody in between. Uh, yeah, look it up on Cobra's on, uh, look it up on, look it up on fucking Facebook. It's called Where's Beardo, much like Where's Waldo. It started with a friend of mine and I just texting each other in the backyard and it kind of grew from there. But yeah, we got over a thousand members. Um, and, uh, if you're, if you're a connoisseur of beer or just someone who likes to crack open a cold, uh, can of, uh, uh, Budweiser in your backyard after mowing the lawn, it's for everybody. So, all right, Baco, are we done? I think so, man. As as usual, it's a pleasure. You uh, you take me away from my uh, the real world and uh, uh, help me just kind of embrace uh, the insanity that is Cobras and Fire. Thank That's you. That's right. You ready to get out of here? Yeah, let's get out of here. Work's not dead, but fingers crossed for twenty twenty one Super Bowl.
be taken for granted so when you fall you gotta get up again you're still some kind of stuck in your teeth there jesus christ what are you some kind of like like you have amazing sonic hearing are you superman no you just you still got fucking food in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> go ahead i'm done what would you do to achieve the american dream the big house the happy family the money would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions, and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. 
Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.